0: What's up, what's up, L.A. basketball fans? This is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, L.A. Courtside Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. And that little tune you just heard, Need You Tonight by NXS, that old school tune. Just wanted to put that on there real quick, Need You Tonight, because Laker fans, it looks like you need L.A. Ray already, baby. Let me let me try to let me try to get you back from the edge of the cliff today. A bunch of L.A. Lakers fans going to the cliff, getting ready to jump off the cliff into the Pacific Ocean. Need you tonight. You need L.A. Ray tonight, baby. Let me give you some reassurances, L.A. Lakers fans, guys, gals. It's one basketball game, one uno, o n e one game, do not fret, do not panic. I know LA Lakers, you fans are very, very knowledgeable basketball fans, very, very knowledgeable basketball fans. You guys have had much success over the years, winning teams over the years. You all know what it takes for a team to be a winning organization, to play in cohesion with each other. You all know that. So why are you jumping off the cliff or ready to jump off the cliff? Well, hell, some Lakers fans have basically already jumping off the cliff or jumped off the cliff after one game. Did you all really think that once the Lakers got the big three of LeBron, AD, uh, Russell Westbrook, you might as well say big four if you add Carmelo in there, did you really think that the referees were just going to roll out the basketballs and the Lakers were just going to wipe the floor with everybody? I know you did not think that. Come on, Laker fans. I know you're better than that. Again, this is your boy L.A. Ray. I know you guys are better than that. Very, very knowledgeable basketball fans. Folks, that was never going to happen. I was watching the um, first take today with uh, Stephen A. Smith and Jay Williams on there. Jay Will. Jay Will in the house. And Jay Will say, hey, look. You know, Jay Will's, you know, former basketball player. Duke, very, very good player. Um, God knows his basketball. He said, look, told Stephen A. Smith, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a while for these guys to get their chemistry together. it's not going to happen after one game. It wasn't going to happen over the preseason and a bunch of practices and all of that. Everything is vanilla in the preseason, similar to NFL football. Everything is vanilla. So it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. You have to give this team – the Lakers, I'm referring to at least at least 20 games. That's like 25% of the season, 82-game season. Yeah, it's about 20%. You got to give them at least that much. Now, after 20 games, and if they look the way they looked last night, well, you still don't have to jump off the cliff. You know, this team's going to obviously make the playoffs, you know, barring a bunch of injuries. They're going to make the playoffs, so that's not a big deal, but you wouldn't know it by the – Twitter post that I was reading today, they were all over the place. You know, ubiquitous fans all over the place. Russell Westbrook, he's a bum. He's a bum. Why'd they get him? You need to trade him. Now, he's no good. Guys, come on. We're talking about Russell Westbrook. Now, you can say that Russell Westbrook didn't look like he fit into that Laker puzzle last night. That's fair. I accept that. But we all knew that going in. Who didn't know that? Again, L.A., knowledgeable basketball fans, you should have known that Russell Westbrook is a ball-dominant player. LeBron James is a ball-dominant player. Okay? Okay. Initially, it's going, to put, it's going to be like putting a round peg into a square hole. That's what the Lakers have right now. Round peg, square hole, does not fit. Will it eventually fit? Sure it will. You just have to give it time. Guys, these players are very, very smart. We obviously know LeBron James is a smart basketball player. Russell Westbrook is a smart basketball player. They will figure it out. It's just going to take a little time. It's going to take some more games for them to get it together. Coach Vogel, pretty smart coach, right? He's going to figure it out. You know, we are, we're all talking about, well, maybe they should do this. Maybe they should do that. Maybe they should put Russell Wilson on the, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson. Hey, maybe Russell Wilson can come in there and play. Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. No, Russell Westbrook. Put him on the second team. Have him go out there with Carmelo Anthony. Then Russ can do his thing. That's possible. That's a possibility down the line. Are you going to do that right now? To Russell Westbrook, a guy who's been starting all of his life, a guy who's a walking triple-double, a guy who has started games, finished games all his life, and all of a sudden you're going to go up to him and say, hey, man, I need you to come off the bench. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying it won't happen sometime during the season, but you have to give that time. You have to give that time. And at this point in Russell Westbrook's career, I would hope – That that kid wants to win a championship. He has all the money. Money doesn't mean anything to Russell Westbrook anymore. I don't think there's no more max contracts waiting for him out there. He's got his money. So now it's all about the ring, baby. What size ring do you wear? Russ? That's it. That's it. You know, dial back your game a little bit and you'll be fine. Now, there were times last night in that game where Westbrook looked lost. That's fair. Hey, I'll be the first to admit that, baby. He looked lost out there. He, he looked like he did not know what to do at certain times. You know, there were glimpses of Russell Westbrook, you know, driving to the basket, doing his thing like he's been doing his whole career. I mean, last night, the guy played 35 minutes. He was four out of 13 from the field. And those four makes, I'm sure, you know, a couple of them were, you know, a typical Russell drives to the basket where, where he's like dominant. Okay. Where he falls short, of course, is his outside shot. From three point range, he was 0 for 4. He's never been known as a three point shooter. I mean, he's not scared to shoot. He's not Ben Simmons. Don't, don't, don't let me get on that tirade. I, after, in my uh, second segment here, I'm going to go across the NBA. I, I will touch on the Simmons saga in Philadelphia. How treacherous is that? But, you know, Westbrook has never been a three point shooter, he's never been a three point threat. Okay. The Lakers, from what it looks like to me, they still don't have three-point threats on that team. They don't. They were 15 out of 42. 15 out of 42 for 35% from three. You had Carmelo Anthony was two of four. It's not bad. Avery Bradley, I'll touch on him a little bit more in a second. He was two out of three. Malik Monk, two out of four. LeBron James, however, five out of eleven. Anthony Davis is only one out of five. Ken Baysmore, as much as I like his defense and hustle, he was only two out of eight from three. And then Rondo was one out of three. Rondo himself is not a three-point shooter. LeBron James is not a, you know, it's not J.J. Redick or nobody like that. J.J., he's guy I put a guy I put a little post on Twitter. Hey, where's J.J.? He's in retirement. Get him off the couch, baby. Get him on the lake. It's just to stand behind that three-point line and fire up that tray. But I digress. LeBron James is not a volume three-point shooter. Now, you can make them. You can make three-pointers on occasion. But you don't want LeBron James just standing out there uh, half the game shooting threes. But he shot 11 times, made five of them. That's, That's not a bad showing. LeBron James had his typical LeBron James game. 11 rebounds, five assists, 34 points. It doesn't seem like LeBron James has put on a little muscle. I mean, the guy's already, of course, been, you know, cut, and muscular, and all that. It looks like he's gotten a little bigger, you know, if you can believe that around the shoulders. But we know uh, LeBron's off-season regiment. Uh he does what he does. But he had a very, very good game. Anthony Davis, it's so funny, it's so funny, fans. Last night on Twitter, I just had to put it on there, and I love Anthony Davis. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you got to have some fun sometime at somebody's expense. I always put the over/under. On how many times Anthony Davis is going to fall to the floor at least 3.5 times. Got to put that half in there. You got to put the hook in there, baby. 3.5. Meaning, do you think it's going to be three or less? Or do you think it's going to be four or more? Last night, this dude fell to the floor nine times. Count them. Nine times. Three times within the first, I don't know, five or six minutes of the game. I don't know what it is about him. Is his shoes too big? Is he just, is he a clumsy guy? I mean, I don't know what it is, but I know every time he falls to the floor, uh, Lakers fans, they hold their collective breaths and just hope the guy's not injured. And it's just a funny thing to me. He just seems to find his way to the floor an awful lot. But other than that, Anthony Davis played very, very well. 15 out of 26 from the field, 39 minutes, 33 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks, one steal. Guy played well. Anthony Davis is one of the top five to seven, bar injury, of course, when he's on top of his game, five to seven player in the NBA, bar none. Easily, in my opinion. And last night, he had guys on him uh, from the Golden State Warriors that were much smaller than him. Golden State didn't have uh, a James Wiseman, out there on the floor. it also was without Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson's not a big guy, but I'm just saying without the uh, Warriors beat them without Klay Thompson, without James Wiseman, without Kaminga, and a game where Steph Curry said he played like trash, but ended up with a triple-double. Steph Curry's only 5 out of 21 from the field, only 2 of 8 from downtown. Jordan Poole, University of Michigan, Got a rep, University of Michigan. Also, folks, you guys know I'm from Detroit, Michigan, although I do my podcast for the West Coast, LA Lakers and LA Clippers. Jordan Poole was 8 out of 18. He was killing them 20 points. Couldn't do nothing with him until they brought in Avery Bradley and tried, you know, and he kind of slowed him down a little bit. I I mentioned Bradley earlier uh, in this episode. You know, here's a guy that the Lakers got off the scrap heap, man, and brought in a game and he had some very, very good minutes. He played very well. He only played eight minutes. But he helped slow down Jordan Poole. He made a couple of big shots, a couple of big threes, scored six points. I mean, they got the guy off the scrap heat, man. Hey, Avery Bradley, hey, don't be surprised if he earned some more playing time. Malik Monk, 19 minutes, six points. Played okay. Played okay. He was kind of hesitant a little bit when, when he first entered the game. But um, overall, he played he played pretty well. Carmelo Anthony, I would have liked to have seen him a little bit more. Now, Carmelo did score uh, nine points in 26 minutes. Now, his deficiency was obviously um, put out there, or for everyone to see, of course, is his defense. But I said this in a previous episode. He didn't bring Carmelo Anthony to the L.A. Lakers to be a defensive stopper. When he's locked in one-on-one on somebody, whoever he's guarding, more than likely they're going to take advantage of his limited defense. You know, they're not going to score on him like every single time, but you didn't bring him here for that. You brought Carmelo Anthony off the bench to be a scoring assassin. Kind of reminds me of um, uh, the Detroit Pistons bad boy uh, days where Vinny Johnson used to come off the bench. Vinny Johnson wasn't a good defensive player. He was just okay They didn't bring him in for defense, though. They brought him in to score. The Microwave. Turn on the Microwave, baby. I remember Danny Adams gave him that name. The Microwave. Come in and score. That's all he needed to do. That's all Carmelo Anthony needs to do. And the Lakers were struggling from downtown. So, I would have liked to have seen uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony a little bit more last night. But, again, folks, back up from the ledge. Game number one. Not going to get overly... Uh, uh, down in the dumps on on the first game of the season. Again, after twenty games, let's see let's see what this team is. Uh, one of the guys I, again, I was impressed by Baysmore, even though he was only three of nine from the field. That guy brings a lot of energy, man. He played thirty one minutes, scored eight points. They were plus ten on the floor, uh, or plus ten when he was out there in points. Westbrook, by the way, was minus twenty three. Ouch, 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 ouch. That's, that doesn't look good. But again, I'm not worried about Westbrook. Bazemore, Bays, I see what the Lakers uh, see in him. And I see what he can give the Lakers. Just defense, man. Just defense, defense, defense. Hit the occasional shot. You know, he's a left-hander. So, you know, what do you expect from your left-handers out there? Your southpaws out there trying to shoot that three ball. But he can shoot it better than Ben Simmons, I can tell you that much. And again, he scored eight points and uh, he had a couple of rebounds. I think he played pretty well, despite the low uh, field goal percentage. And then, you know, the rest of the players, you know, Dwight Howard, you know, he did what he does. He, He scored five points. He played 13 minutes, played okay. Rondo was only one out of four. That was a nice pass, though. You see the pass. He threw to Anthony Davis down low for the dunk. He was just a few steps across half court, man, and threw that pill down there to him. So... This team again, it's gonna take a minute. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, he played okay. You know, this is what you're gonna get from him. You know, a couple of points, maybe four points, six points on occasion. Just need him to get some rebounds, play some defense, swat away a few shots. Hey, okay? pick up some fouls. You know, him and Dwight Howard, and then and then going about your business. Now, of course, I said earlier that the Golden State Warriors were without Klay Thompson. He did not play. And um, they were without Wiseman. Didn't play. The rookie Kaminga didn't play. And the Lakers, on the flip side, didn't have uh, THT. They also didn't have Kendrick Nunn. And, um, and my man uh, Austin Reeves uh, did not get off the bench. He did not play. Coach's decision. Now, you know this guy. He's getting a huge following already on Twitter, and folks love him. You know they are calling him H. What they call him? HBK. Billy Black Kobe, or the Hillbilly, no, Hillbilly Kobe is what they call him, HBK. You know, lofty, lofty expectations putting on the kid. But I would have liked to have seen him come in there and jack up a couple of threes. I think the kid can play a little bit. He's only a rookie. Uh, I'm sure he's going to get some playing time throughout the year. But this stage opening night may have been a little bit too big for the rookie. So uh, he did not play coach's decision. But again, Laker fans, going back to this team overall. One game. Okay. I'm gonna use this analogy. The Chicago Bulls back in nineteen ninety-five to nineteen ninety-six, they were seventy-two and ten. Seventy-two and ten. Probably one of the best teams put together of all times. Now the year before that, where they had they had Scottie Pippen, they had Michael Jordan. And Tony Ku coach. Now, back then, that was the so-called big three. They had B.J. Armstrong on that team. They had Steve Kerr, current coach of the Golden State Warriors, on that team. Will Perdue, you remember all those guys. Bill Winnington, guys like that. They had a very good team back then, But or then. But when 1995 and 1996 rolled around, they they, they added, like, Dennis Rodman, John Sally was on that squad. They had got, you know, Ron Harper, those guys, along with Jordan, Kerr, Kukos, Pippen. And though, although those guys went 72 and 10, you know, they had to fill each other out coming out the gate. So it did not take long for that Bulls team to get some cohesion, to get some chemistry, to get used to Michael Jordan being ball dominant, to see where everybody everyone likes the ball. They had to incorporate Dennis Rodman, him and his antics. They had to do all of that. Now, of course, it didn't take the Bulls that long to do all of that because it ended up 72 and 10. And I'm not saying that the Lakers are going to go 72 and 10. However, I am saying it may not take 20 games for the Lakers to figure this out. It may not take that long. It may take them, say, 10, to figure it out. And that's going to be up to coach, you know, coach Vogel, X's and O's guy. Now Vogel is a defensive-minded coach, but you're going to have to try to figure out that offense. When LeBron James has the ball, what I saw last night was Westbrook just looking around in in the sky, man. Dude, they didn't know what to do, where to go. And I really don't even blame that on him, okay? They're going to have to, you know, draw up some plays or or where, you know, maybe Westbrook is doing a lot of cutting to the basket or, or playing a little bit more off the ball. We all know LeBron James can play the point guard or point forward if he wants to or Vogel wants him to, but if you want Westbrook to be the point guard, Okay, then you're going to have to have a little bit more movement than you had last night, and you can't have Russell Westbrook and Rajon Rondo in the game at the same time. That's just not going to work. It's not going to work. And if they do that, uh, what some fans are suggesting, and even Jay will suggested this, and uh, Stephen A. Smith, and not to say they did the be-all, end-all, but you know those guys are in the know, especially Jay will. You know, God guy played the game, right? He said that Westbrook may be better served coming off the bench. It's just, you know, how are you going to stroke that ego? How are you going to get him to conform to uh, something like that, which would be something that would benefit the team? How are you going to get him to conform to that? That's up to the coach. Hey, go ahead and tell him. Sell it to him, man. You want a ring? You'd be better off coming off the bench. Start with John Rondo. Do it like that. Start Rondo. It's not. It doesn't make a difference who starts the game. It's who finishes the game. Westbrook would still get plenty, plenty of minutes if he was a second stringer. And that, that doesn't diminish his value. That doesn't diminish his game. That doesn't diminish his ac- accomplishments that he's had over his career. He's a Hall of Famer. When this, this all-time 75-player team, whenever that comes out, Westbrook's name is going to be in there. So that's not going to diminish anything because you're – you're, uh, you're coming off the bench on the second team. And if he does that, let's say LeBron James is on the bench and Westbrook is out there playing. Westbrook is ball dominant. Dude, take the ball and do your thing. He's like a train wreck going to the basket. Nobody can stop him. Do your thing that way, man. You know, Rondo. Rondo is the facilitator. He's the second coach on the floor. He can run that first team. You know, hey, Rondo, time to sit. Bring in Westbrook. Bring in the, the three-point assassin and Carmelo Anthony. And and bam, run from there. When THT comes back, maybe he's on that second team as well. Not sure who's going to be starting when he comes back. And, and, and hell, you may have had a, a find in Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley was on the team before, you know, a couple of years ago. Everybody remembers he just did not want to go into the bubble, refused to go into the bubble. But they got him off the scrap heap. And I'm telling you, man, the guy looked pretty good. He looked pretty good last night. So if the Lakers do that, they decide to do that. You know, that may that may be the key to opening up the door of success. Just bringing a guy off the bench. That's it. And Anthony Davis, in that second half, I, I thought they should have gotten the ball to him a little bit more. Again, he scored 30 points. But he had he had just smaller guys on him all night, man. He was, you know, turnaround jumpers. Some of them were like fadeaway jumpers where I'm thinking, dude, you ain't got to fade away from none of these guys that's guarding you. I, at one point... Uh, uh, Wiggins was on Anthony Davis, and I'm like, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs uh, on, on the TV, setting. "Wiggins, really, Sophist charmin' Wiggins guarding you? Come on, man, guy can't guard you. You can kill him. You ain't got to do a fadeaway jumper on him. So, in any event, again, Laker fans, get off the edge." Get off the edge. This team is going to be just fine. So I guess since now that the Lakers lost the first game to Golden State, it's going to be the Clippers' turn to try to atone for the city of Los Angeles. And hopefully they can beat Golden State on Thursday night. That game will be, uh, as I just mentioned, on Thursday night tomorrow uh, in San Francisco. And I'll be doing my next episode on Friday just to give you guys a, a sneak heads up on that. Uh, as far as Golden State goes, now uh, Golden State showed me something. You know, I'm not saying that they're gonna win a championship or something. They'll they'll be a playoff team for sure, but they look very very impressive without Clay Thompson out there on that floor. James Wiseman, yeah the jury's still out on him. I really don't think he's gonna be. He's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. But this is without Clay Thompson and without. Steph Curry having a great game. Again, he was only 5 out of 21. Draymond Green, you know, he did his thing. 30 minutes, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. You know, antagonizing folks. Did what he does. You know, he had Looney out there. Uh, Jordan Poole, again, was the one that was that was really, really killing the Lakers. And um, Jellica, I believe his name is pronounced Jellica. B-J-E-L-I-C-A. Jellica, 15 points. He was plus 20. Yeah, got a pretty good game, man. He was six out of seven. Nine rebounds. No, I'm sorry, 11 rebounds. Four assists. Very, very impressive. Very, very impressive. And then another guy. And this goes to show you how, how, how scouts are so very important in the NBA. This young kid by the name of Lee. 15 points. Damian Lee. Damian Lee from Drexel. 15 points. I'm, I'm looking at this game like, uh, where did this kid come from? 29 minutes, 15 points, plus nine in the plus-minus column. Played well. Eagle Dollar. You know, everybody knows the Eagle Dollar story, baby. You know what you're going to get out of him. So, Golden State looked, you know, pretty formidable opponent. Again, Laker fans, they're not just going to roll the basketballs out there and say, well, that's a W for the Lakers. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Again, the theme of this episode is give it a little time. Step away from the cliff. Take a deep breath, get a little time, and the Lake Show will be just fine down the road. And with that, I'm going to leave it right there as far as the Lakers are concerned. Uh, I'm going to take a trip to a couple of cities uh, around the NBA just to get my take on a couple of little stories. But before I do that, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. oh back on the air you guys remember that that song from speaking of the 1995 1996 chicago bulls that was the theme song for nbc back in the day man that's when basketball was at its zenith do you hear me at its zenith at its height of supremacy Marb Albert. all them boys in any event just a couple of stops around the NBA. The first stop, of course, just has to be in Philadelphia. Let me just get this out the way. Can I, can I say the, the, the P word on, on podcast? No? No? Yes? No? Well, I'm not going to say it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Ben Simmons, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like they say on those football broadcasts. Come on, man. What are you doing? You get kicked out of practice for dogging it. First, they said he had a cell phone in his pocket on the practice floor. And then they said that part was not true. But he was dogging it, meaning he wasn't giving full effort in practice. I can see that happening. He wasn't engaged. I can definitely see that happening. This is a bad, bad situation for the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, this kid is really, really trying to force the 76ers' hand to get his ass out of town. Now he said he'd play for anybody. He doesn't have to be a contender. He'll play for anybody. But what what the, what the young kid don't understand is, you know, what if you okay uh, get traded to the uh, I don't know, say the Minnesota Timberwolves, let's say. Philadelphia's not gonna not gonna give you up just you know for a bag of used basketballs, dude. You know Philadelphia say, oh yeah, we'll trade you to uh, Minnesota, but Minnesota give me um, I don't know. Let's start with Anthony. I mean Anthony Edwards. Let's start there. You know, how about Carl Anthony Towns? Straight up. not gonna. You know, you, you uh, the 76ers want something of value in return. So that's what they're holding out for. Ben Simmons, he's holding out because he's a, I'm not going to say the word. Joel Embiid wanted to say it. He said, I don't, you know, I don't care for the man. You know, I'm paraphrasing something like that, what he said. He doesn't like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons doesn't like Joel Embiid. Who the hell cares if you're trying to win a championship? Hey man, let's go out on the court. Let's give it 110%. I got your back on the court. You got my back on the court. If something jumps off after the game is over, we're in a locker room. We shower together. We have the last little meeting, uh, from the coach from doc rivers and we go our separate ways. We're not going to the bar together, to having any drinks, we're not going to any restaurants together or anything like that. Don't care about any of that. Just as long as we do it on the floor. Philadelphia wants to win a championship. They got a very, very good team. You know, mentioning Joel you know, uh, Embiid, Tobias Harris, them boys over there, they have a very, very good team. This guy doesn't want to play ball. And I don't know what's going to happen to him. You know, now, you know, the only reason why he came back, everybody knows the only reason why he came back. Everybody knows why. You know, he's missing out on that loop, baby. Money talks money talks baby you know and Rich Rich Paul uh, clutch sports uh, I, I don't know what sort of advice they're giving them but if they're giving them any advice it's not the right advice that's for sure so who knows how that situation is going to end up it's bad on both sides it's bad on Ben Simmons bad on the Philadelphia 76ers if I'm another team why would I why would I want him on the team watching Stephen A. Smith on first take today he said well, there's you know a bunch of teams that would want him well That probably could be so, but at a certain price. I'm not giving up the farm to get Ben Simmons. And now I have to pay him $35 million. You know, a a lot of the Ben Simmons slappies out there. You know, when I put something on Twitter, yeah, I dog Ben Simmons on Twitter. I hear, oh man, the dude's a great player. Why is everybody dogging Ben Simmons? I'm only doing it because of the amount of money he makes. I'm not paying, well, he's got the contract now. You have to pay him. He's got $35 million per year for the next four years. But what are you getting for $35 million? Okay, the guy's a very, very good defender. Yep, give him that. First team, all defense. Wonderful. I'm not minimizing that whatsoever. That's a beautiful thing. The guy is a very, very good passer. You know, when he's like running the break. Okay. He has a high basketball IQ. Wonderful. In the fourth quarter, what does that do for me? Especially in the playoffs, we've seen it. You seen it last year against Atlanta in the fourth quarter. Was that thirty-five million dollars going to get me? Is it going to get me a championship? He's supposedly mad because he asked Doc Rivers after Atlanta series, "Hey, can you win a championship with Ben Simmons?" Doc Rivers said, "I don't know," and he's probably right. I don't know. Yeah. What would I want a guy that makes $35 million that's absolutely terrified to shoot the basketball? I've said this before, said again, sounds like a broken record. I do not want a guy who refuses to shoot because he's scared. Again, it's one thing fans out there to just not be able to shoot. Your mechanics are bad he's a left-hander. You know, I you know, I, I question you left-handers out there. I'm sure some, some of you uh, Laker fans, some of my Twitter followers are left-handed and I'm sure I'll hear about that on my Twitter feed. But I digress. Um, the guy just, it's not mechanics or anything like that. He's afraid. And I'm paying 35 stacks for that? No thank you. So, you know, unless Philadelphia gives him up or trades him for the proverbial bag of dusty basketballs, then they're, they're like stuck. And you don't even want him to play for you because he's going to be a distraction. It's going to be a distraction all year. The only thing that the, the, uh, the Philadelphia media is going to be asking after every game, not, hey, Joel Embiid, you had a pretty good game, man. played You, uh, you played uh, 35 minutes. You scored uh, 40 points. You had 15 rebounds. You had eight assists. You had four blocks. You had two steals. And you guys won the game. Let's say you beat the Milwaukee Bucks, who I'm about to talk about in a second. They're not going to ask Joel Embiid about that. They're going to ask him, hey, what's going on with the Ben Simmons? What do you think about Ben Simmons? Do you think he's going to come back? Can you coexist with Ben Simmons? Nobody wants that. Joel Embiid say, hey, man, we're not here to babysit. He's right. He basically called Ben Simmons out. You know, and I'm sure... He wanted to call him that P word that I'm not going to mention here on this podcast. L.A. Courtside Pod brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. My next stop around the NBA is a stop in Milwaukee. okay? the Milwaukee Bucks and specifically the Greek freak. That's what I call him because I always butcher his name. Let me try it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Got it right that time, baby. I, hey, the guy is selling me big time. I've never been a huge fan. He's always thinking, man, this guy's just a bull in a china shop, man. He, he starts his dribble at the top of the key. He's just like a freight train, just running through the lane. And, you know, all arms and legs all over the place. And But guess what? Nobody can stop his ass. Nobody can stop his ass. The, uh, the opening game against the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie. I'm not going to talk about Kyrie tonight. Maybe uh, in the, uh, my next episode after the Clippers game, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Kyrie. I'll stop at Brooklyn on my trek around the NBA. But the Greek freak is growing on me, man. Plus 25 when he was on the floor. Scored 32 points, 12 out of 25 from the field. Only one out of four from three. But guess what? And I always go back to Ben Simmons on this. The Greek freak is not a great three-point shooter. He's not even an average three-point shooter. I'm not going to say he's horrible, horrible, but he's, he's, he's just not a very good three-point shooter. But guess what? He'll jack it up. He ain't scared. He shot it four times. and made one. So you have to respect that. And the more he shoots it, the more comfortable he's going to get. He looks comfortable shooting. He's just not great at it. But guess what? He will jack it up. And eventually, you're going to have to respect that, especially when the playoffs roll around. You don't want the Greek freak out there shooting threes on you pretty much like he did in the playoffs last year where he made a few of those threes. And he's also making his free throws. So this guy, you know, he was 7 out of 9 from the free throw line, by the way. 14 rebounds, as I mentioned, 7 assists. 2 blocks, 1 steal. MVP caliber numbers, baby. Okay, got to give him credit. The Milwaukee Bucks, starting off 1-0. and And as far as the pundits are concerned and the uh, the uh, sports Uh, guys in Las Vegas that that puts out all the odds and parlays and who they think is going to win the NBA championship. They still had the Brooklyn Nets as the favorite to win, not the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Milwaukee Bucks, what they do, they were rolled in there, man, and like they had a chip on their shoulder, you know, got their rings and all that, and just pretty much destroyed the Brooklyn Nets. Good game, though, from my man, Kevin Durant, one of my favorite players in the NBA, 32 points, 13 out of 25 from the field, 11 rebounds, four assists. Played very well. James Harden, pedestrian, six out of 16, but he did score 20 points with eight rebounds and eight assists. Nice numbers for the beard. So that's pretty much it, folks. I think I'm going to leave it right there and. Make sure, again, that you listen in on Friday. The Clippers play the same Golden State, the great, I'm going to call them the great Golden State Warriors. They played them on Thursday. Hopefully, the city of L.A. can get a victory. Maybe maybe Paul George can come in there just busting them up. Reggie Jackson, pick up where you left off last year, baby. See if you can slay the Golden State Warriors. So that episode will drop on Friday. And if you don't want to miss any of the future episodes from L.A. Courtside, wherever you get your podcast from, Whether it be whatever platform you use, whether it be Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, you can find L.A. Courtside Pod, Apple, of course, Google Play, all of those platforms. You can go to one of those platforms and subscribe to L.A. Courtside so you don't miss any episodes moving forward. So with that, L.A., the city of L.A., the city of angels. This is L.A. Ray signing off, baby, from L.A. Courtside Podcast. Until the next episode on Friday, peace.